too long. I'm here in a cave, but we're not splinking. No, we are not. But let me tell you, dreams come true out here on the range. Luca caught a hound door when we fought a pack of wild dog Pokemon. And A.A.Ron showed his true colors. He sure does love rocks. Rat. We're in some kind of weird tunnel. We never would have found it if it weren't for Ricky Jones and Baloney. I've never seen a boulder smashed like that. Order, order. Oh, I just realized McCoy Ralph's on my shoes. Like you always say, Dad, never stifle a yodel. Beans. We're back. Beans. Beans. We're back. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Bean Company Junior, where we uh, go on bean adventures for kids. Beans at the table, beans for the family. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, obviously, we're back once again with the one and only Adam LaGrave. Hello. Thank you for having me. Thus, the abundance of beans uh, here in the here in the podcast. You can hear those beans. They're just sloshing around uh, in your headphones right now. Put that in their ears. <laughs> I might. We'll see. Okay. I mean, we'll find we'll find out by the time this episode comes out if I end up uh, adding those in post. Beans, <laughs> hey, if you need that sound effect, just let me know because I'll just I'll just quick run upstairs, get some beans, and I'll just quick record that for you. I look. I know that if I ever need to go to anyone for bean foley, <laughs> there's there's only one person who I would trust over my own self with that foley, and it is it is you, Adam. No, I'm honored. Beyond words. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So where we left off, Ricky, Pearl, and Luca, with the Odd Rider following behind them, uh, were making their way down the right tunnel here in this uh, sort of secret entrance to something or other after Baloney had blasted, uh, had, had rock smashed the boulder out of the way of the entrance of the tunnel. And so y'all are heading down the right. Are y'all doing anything in particular as you are heading that way? Well, Ricky Jones, should we sneak it? I think that would be a mighty fine idea. Now it's time for sneak mode. Go ahead and detach your spurs and let's go. Our costumes immediately match the, the interior of the tunnel. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead and roll stealth for me. Your favorite. Uh, that is an eight plus two, ten. <laughs> 16. Whoa. 16. Whoa. Let it be known here and now <laughs> that it can happen. And Luca's 22 is not too shabby. Wow. So you all, <laughs> your clothes do become one with the walls of the tunnel. Yeah. Uh, less because, like, they just magically camouflage transform and more just because y'all are very dusty at this point. <laughs> Fair. So, you know, you got that going on, but it works. It gets the job done. So y'all sneak your way down this right tunnel. It remains wide as you continue the relatively shallow descent. The ground below you uh, begins to get moist, water seeping in from small cracks in the tunnel walls and flowing downhill along with you. And eventually, this tunnel leads you to a wide, sprawling cavern. In this cavern... 
you see that it looks like someone has constructed an underground corral. Ricky, you see your herd. <gasps> and a whole heck of a lot more Pokemon. Luca, Pearl, that, that's them. That's, those are my Poke. And then, well, there's a whole heck of a lot of other ones, too. Mm, this must be the Wrangler's den. Whoa, the den. Oh, my goodness. How many are we talking about here? There's like hundreds? I, I mean, I would say so. Go ahead and give me a, just give me a perception check. Whoa, okay. Um, 23. 23. So about how many Pokemon would you say are in your, you know, cattle herd, Ricky? Uh, probably 30 to 50 feral hogs. No. Oh, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> 30 to 50 feral spoink. Yep, there we go. Uh, Horrifying. Yeah, probably like 30-ish. I think that's pretty max for him, comfortably. Yeah. So you see um, this big herd of Tauros, and there's also some Miltank and Bufalant in there that seem to be in one pen area. Actually, more toward the entrance, and but then further back, you can see more. And there is a variety. There are other sort of cattle-type uh, Pokemon. Uh, you see that there are some that uh, are like vegetable and plant-looking ones. You see that there are other ones that uh, look to be like specifically dairy, like Miltank and Go-Goat and stuff. But there, there are a lot of Pokemon. And with your 23, you also note that there are some large crates. Oh, no. Oh, Pearl doesn't like this. She starts to do, like, you know, like the mathematical problem when you have the jar of marbles and people are like, win a free ice cream cone Sunday if you can guess how many marbles are in the jar. And she starts to do that math like, okay, wait, is the radius and the circle? Uh, there's at least 250 Pokemon in here. At least. Man alive, that is a lot of Pokemon. That's several ranches worth. I don't understand what they're all. Okay, we got to do some some investigating. Luca Pearl, you with me? Yeah. Yeah, of course, yeah. Let's do some sneaking. I think he starts to go around, like, the perimeter, uh, just trying to find out a little bit more. Uh, so an investigation check, I suppose, would be in order. Yeah, give me that investigation. I, I think that this specifically trying to gather more specific details is going to be more investigation. I will tell you that as you were sneaking in Pearl with that very high perception check. Uh, Y'all do note a couple of uh, cameras actually oh, in the yeah. area. Oh, okay. But with with your perception and y'all's averaged out sneak, y'all can get around. And as long as you don't do anything, you know, too wild, uh, you should be able to kind of stay in the shadows and stay out of range. They're kind of just sparsely out there, you know, just thinking large movements more so of like, oh, a bunch of the cattle are moving. But it's not as much like, let me see if there's one one thing moving around in here. Nice. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes. I think before we start our move, Pearl does her uh, thing where she puts all of her Pokeballs into her shirt so yep. that no one can steal them. Nice. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. Can I make an, uh, a slight change to my purpose on that move now, now because of the uh, cameras? Can we follow the camera cord to try to see where they go to? Like some sort of main room, that the observation room or uh, whatever, where all the, the monitors that the cameras feed into. Mm. 
I would say that with the rolls that there already are, like I, I, I don't think that this is something that you would need to roll for. Just looking at them, you can see that the cord goes from the camera and then actually ends up joining the electrical wire that the lanterns mm. are hooked oh, up to. Okay. That then heads, you know, out of this tunnel. Uh, it doesn't seem like there's a cord going to like a separate exit okay. or anything else like that. Okay. Then I'll just keep my just general investigation of the room was a 14. 14. All right. So the main things that you find, the, the main things of note, is uh, obviously your herd and then all of the other Pokemon that are here. Uh, you see that there's at least a couple other farms or ranches worth of Pokemon that are in other pens. And actually, uh, with your 14, you are very confident that you have come across... Catherine's Pokemon from her farm. Does the little Ashadish see them and go like, <laughs> yeah. wave. waves a little, little, tip of the hat. little leaf? Yeah. Uh, actually, runs over there. Um, let's roll stealth for the little Ashadish. Oh no! Oh, no! 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 <laughs> no! You little radish, come back! <laughs> Oddish is very small. The, the cameras don't seem to, like, move and pick up on the on the Oddish running across the way. Because uh, for, for a lot of these Pokemon, uh, you know, with the fences and stuff uh, of this corral, it's uh, in a kind of spot where even the smaller ones would have a bit of trouble, like, getting in and out. But Oddish is very, very small, so it can kind of just bop around, you know, the feet of other things. I, I think the Odd Rider kind of sneaks around, like, under some of the hooves of the larger cattle Pokemon, uh, but makes his way over there. Just like, ah, Oddish! You little radish, come back here. (laughs) But in addition to that, you also note these crates. As you go over to look at the crates, Pearl, you note a familiar logo. I swear, if any of these Pokemon get branded or in a ball (laughs) that is scarred, so help me, I will rip these crates to shreds with my own two pearly hands, and they will know the day that Pearl, Pearl came to town. She's very upset. Listeners, uh, the intensity <laughs> in Sarah's face there was, it scared me to my core. It was, <laughs> I am shook. It was the stankinest of stank faces. I need a second. I need Not a second. Not on my watch. <laughs> <laughs> Just got to take a second to recover from that. Oh, gosh. So do you all open up the crates? Do you leave them as is? Pearl, uh, seems you might recognize this this, this sigil on the crate. Now, I, I, I'm not familiar with this. Uh, the sigil of nastiness. Nasty? Oh, oh, the team, the team nasty you was talking about. Yes, this is not good, guys. This is not good. We are not. It's a code 2319. Okay, it is not. Not a good code to have on our hands here, folks. Partners, tootin' rootin'. Okay, okay, okay. Well, Pearl, Luca, you have more experience with this, uh, this nasty team than I do. Uh, so I might, uh, defer to you as to what to do with them. Number one. I want to go find them, and I want to battle them, and I want to beat them. Yes, good. Top priority. Number two, I almost think before we battle, we should try to maybe find an exit to just let the herd out. What if we got all these guys in a good spot, and they lose the herd before we battle? Because 
I would hate if they turned the herd against us somehow. I hear that. I guess the only thing is, if we move a bunch of them now, those are going to see us. And Luca points up to the cameras. You know, if, if there's a whole bunch of movement going on, that'll be a big red flag to whoever. Yeah, but it doesn't seem to be any other way in or out besides that one place. And, uh, well, that would bring them to us. Of course, there is the other the other folk in the road back back there. The other thing to think about is if we let the, the herd loose, well, they'll be free out in the field and we'll have to wrangle them. Well, yeah. lucky for you, you got the best ranger on the ranch, don't you? <laughs> Rick and Jones help you wrangle, wrangle all those Pokemon. I mean, uh, I mean, Rick and Jones help you wrangle up all those Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that is a good point. Oh wow, guys! Oh wow. So I mean, I guess I mean we could we could take the chance and just let them loose, and you know that is what it is. But then you know there's no accounting for them once we lose track. If we lose track. I think Pearl holds up her ear to the crate to see if there could be a living Pokemon inside of it. I mean, I know I know there's Pokeballs, but you know. Yeah. Go ahead and give me a investigation. I'm just afraid there's some kind of Mewtwo in there. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's just Mewtwo. Yeah. He's in there. It's a 10. A 10? You do not hear anything inside the crate, but you do recall that this crate looks very similar to the ones back in the warehouse yeah. that did... Um, oh! Not only is it Team Nasty, it's my unbeatable enemy, the crates! <laughs> I knew we'd see each other again! And she just starts kicking it. <laughs> While remaining in the shadows, you just yeah. kick the crate. <laughs> Pearl, Pearl, what's what's got you go? What what's going on? Share with the class. Come on. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, well, I've seen these before. Okay. And um, team nasty crates, yes. Yeah. So I I think when if I remember correctly, I think they were just in a room with a lot of like supplies. I think that's what I remember, guys. What was what was in the crates when you? Um. Well, I never was able to open it because these are my mortal enemy, and she starts kicking it again. Ow. She stubs her toe. Oh, you are going to put up that kind of fight, huh? <laughs> and she just puts, you know, she puts her hand on the lasso. Ooh, I want to, but I won't. I won't. I won't spoil myself. <laughs> well, Pearl, it, do you want to look inside the crates? Take a peek inside, see what's inside. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's tear these suckers down. All right. I'm going to give you a special item that I've kept with me on all my journeys. And not once has a crate gotten the best of Ricky Jones. Okay. And I'm going to pass this item down to you. And he reaches behind him in the ether and pulls out a crowbar. Yes. <laughs> but, like, the middle section is, like, wrapped in leather, a nice stained leather, and it's just got embroidered on it, Ricky Jones on the handle in the leather. <laughs> and I just pass it on to you. Here you go, Pearl. You take good care of this, Okay. Okay. It gives you it gives you plus twenty to whatever you're doing to a crate. <laughs> <laughs> and she goes like, "Where have you been all my life?" <laughs> I'll give you I'll give you plus two to opening <laughs> crates with the Ricky Jones that was close. <laughs> crowbar of opening. Yes, <laughs> the crowbar of opening. Yep, <laughs> I love it. You go ahead. You go on. Go on and get go get that thing open. Five. Oh no. She's so ready. She's so psyched. She goes, yeah! Okay, now that was a good attempt. Now go ahead and just pry that in between two of the boards, and then you go ahead and give your give your full effort. 
Like a toothpick and teeth. Got it. Yes, if you pry your teeth apart with toothpicks, yes. Might want to get like a, a lesson in that, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and try again, but with advantage, with the help of oh, Ricky Jones. Okay. 16. <laughs> you are able to crack that bad boy open just enough, uh, subtly enough as to not, you know, attract the attention of the cameras, but you, you crack it open enough that you are able to take a peek at what's inside. She looks at the crate and she goes, who's the crate now? <laughs> Yeah, that was a good one. I'm not sure what it means, but that was a very good one, Pearl. I love it. You show that crate who's boss. Thanks. <laughs> you know, confidence is key. Confidence is really key. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, she looks inside. Inside. <laughs> you see another familiar sight. It is what you saw um, exploded at the warehouse. Oh. You see a bunch of snag balls inside. Guys, this is not good. It was a twenty three nineteen. Now it's just a twenty five thousand nineteen. Yeah, no, that's that's a lot. And also, I mean, do we know if there are Pokemon in there yet, or or if they're empty? Ooh. Also, can I re- revise my joke? Please, guys. This was a twenty three nineteen. Now it's just a code twenty twenty. This is not. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's like the uh, worst it could possibly be. <laughs> Just when you think it's all done, it just keeps going, getting worse. Yeah. It just keeps on. This is not, I didn't see this coming, guys. Just when you think you've, you've reached the precipice, <laughs> you fall over the edge. What's next? They're going to send out some murder bee drills after us? Uh, <laughs> oh, you hate to see it. You hate to see it. <laughs> that joke was for us. Okay. So, yeah, 1,000%. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, guys, this is not looking good. This is Ricky, Ricky, Ricky Jones. This is not looking good. What are the What are these pokeballs? Poke this is what they keep um, critters like Trico in. Oh, that's right, Luca. You had said the tree. Okay, okay. So, so these are bad. Okay. Yeah, we're with the worst of them, I think, guys. Ricky Jones is not familiar with this, but he's catching up very quickly, as if he listened to all of the episodes before this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he he's really he's really picking up quick. He, yeah. He's he's quick on the draw, as it were. She wants to look for Little Rider again. Pearl does. The Odd Rider. Uh, you see that the Odd Rider is over near the rest of the Pokemon that are like in the corral that's got the ones from Catherine's farm. Little Rider. Give me an animal handling check with advantage because y'all have helped the Odd Rider a lot. The lowest. He's got like three names. I don't even know. The lowest rider, the odd rider, rider the, the odd money. little rider. Let him have the many. It was a 26. The oddish of many names. Here's your call. <laughs> <laughs> and does like uh, look around like, oh, oh, uh, uh, oddish, oddish. And then beep, 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 on his little nubby little legs comes back to you. I give him a big squeeze. You can't just run off like that. Oddish. Do you want, oh, guys, I just don't, I want to get him all out of here. I want to get him all out of here before anything else goes down. Yeah, I know. I I don't, I don't know, Ricky. You're an adult. I don't know. <laughs> well, that is a strong word. Uh, I'm at a loss here too. But well, I think we have a couple of options in front of us. We could set this herd free and uh, destroy of these snake balls so they are not used on these Pokemon. Which now I'm putting two to two together. I believe they're gonna go ahead and snag all these Pokemon in these snake balls. That's not good. The other thing we need to do is go ahead and find the culprit. This this Mooney. Ugh. 
which I, I, I'm thinking may be in the other side of this cavern, as I'm not seeing any other way in for this place, and I don't see any anyone else. Do you? I, I think that might be it. Oh, and how did they even get all these... Ca- how did they get everybody in there? I mean, well, I mean, if they came in, the tunnel was pretty wide. But they had disappeared from everyone's farm. I mean, I guess he could have he could have taken him through the gorge, or I don't know. I, are we sure that there's not any other kind of? Is this the only way in and out? Is just the one? Pearl sticks her uh, finger in her mouth and lifts up and looks for a draft again. <laughs> Give me a survival check. That's an eighteen. With an eighteen, you 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 look around uh, and you are fairly certain uh, as you are, are checking around and everything uh, the only thing that you can find as far as you know another way in or out you see one very very small bit of a tunnel that seems to like uh, have just some rocks in front of it kind of blocked out of the way you don't know if it's there intentionally or not that maybe it leads somewhere maybe it could be some kind of emergency exit but could not fit any kind of herd through there but as you look around, you do note that, you know, since uh, it is a bit more like it's, it's got mud down in here, a little bit more of the, the dirt and such. And with the water coming down in here, as you're looking around, it seems as though you know all the hoof prints and stuff were coming in from the tunnel that y'all came in as it was a wide tunnel that led down here. Uh, it never gotten, you know, super, super narrow, only one person wide or anything like that. So somehow this moody was able to, you know, get them down into the gorge by whatever means. She relays this all to the group, and I think she's going to go check out that little pile that you mentioned. Oh, the the little rock pile? Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, uh, with your survival check, you go over there and you look at it, and you kind of move some of these stones out of the way, and it's like you would have to crouch a little bit to go in there. You wouldn't have to get on your hands and knees, but y- you could get in there. But you are also very small, so it, it seems Short as though, age. yeah, <laughs> it would have to be uh, a slender sort of person to even be able to crawl through there. Uh, but you don't know, you know, it looks natural, uh, so you don't know where it goes or anything like that. Okay, well that's cool. I'm getting distracted, guys. <laughs> can I get a can I get a heart out? Oh, this is this isn't time to go spelanking. Sorry, Paul. sorry, and she comes back to the group. All right, guys. I think we go Pokemon loaded and go to the other side. Okay. Well, at least we know what is in this room. So if the other side proves to be uh, unfruitful, we can come back here and I guess just try to get the Pokemon out. But, uh. Yeah. Yeah. I Maybe think... we cut them on a lunch break. Yeah, that could be, you know? Yeah. Everybody's got to eat. They might be degenerates, but they, they do get hungry at times, I'm sure. Like, I bet we got them on lunch break. They're at the old corral getting some beans. That would be the ideal situation. See, that's the secret. You got you to gotta bring the beans with you. Anyone hungry? I got some beans. That's the thing about beans, though. Like, they love everybody. You know? They're like, hey, you're a team master. <laughs> eat me. Hey, you're a pearl. Eat me. Hey. Hey, there's so many team nasty everywhere, guys. <laughs> <laughs> everywhere we go. I think we just have a way of finding them, Pearl. Nah. And she kicks the box one more time. <laughs> All right, so what do you want to do? Sneak to the other side. All right, so uh, y'all sneak on out of here, uh, stick into the shadows and whatnot. You, you put the lid back on the uh, crate as it was before, and you make your way out of this cavern and head back up the tunnel the way you came, and then you come back to the fork in the road. 
The thing about uh, sections of this in a campaign is that you got goofs that you want to do, but then when you do them, the DM will go, all right, go ahead and re-roll that stealth. Yeah, right? Oi. It's like, hmm, interesting, interesting. Did you yell that? How loud is that? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You all head back up the tunnel the way you came, and you find yourself at the fork once again. Listen there, partner. I know you're back with with your herd, but um, we sure could use your help if you want to help. I mean, it's dangerous no matter which way. I can't tell you the way we're going is going to be any better than over here, but I just thought I'd give you the option, partner. She kind of tips her hat. Uh, I, uh, I, I dish. I dish. Yes, he said yes. <laughs> Find out my oddish. Yeehaw. Ricky whispers. Wah, wah, wah. It's a little Tips his little hat. Feeling brave now. Nice. Do it for Catherine this time. Oddish. As the internal monologue is, we'll have come this far as well. <laughs> I have forgotten. That's the oddish. Yep. Uh, <laughs> it's something like that. Huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so y'all head up the left fork now, tiptoeing along. Unless y'all are wanting to do anything differently, we could just keep your stealth from before. That's fine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, y'all have just been continuing to sneak around, uh, and you're still in the tunnels and everything, so we'll, we'll, we'll just keep it as it is. Uh, so y'all make your way up the left tunnel. Unlike the one to the right uh, that had the slight downgrade, this one gradually gets a uh, steeper uphill grade, and eventually it doesn't get any wetter or anything like that as you go. Uh, It remains dry, and it gets steeper and steeper, and eventually there are some rough-hewn steps that you find yourselves walking up. After a little while, y'all continue going up and up and up, and uh, the you know lanterns are still there along the walls and everything. But uh, as y'all go up, you find yourselves at an old wooden door. Well, uh, do we knock? She turns to Ricky Jones. I know when it's time to watch and learn. And she graciously gives him the door, and she goes, Time to kick it down. <laughs> all, right, all right, let's go in swinging. She puts her hand on Pokeballs like holsters. Luca, that sound good to you? Oh, what, we're just going to bust in there? Yeah, that sounds kind of fun. Yeah, it sounds like a Western. Oh, it's sneaking around. I've been crouching a lot there, Luca, and my back ain't quite like it used to be, and uh, <laughs> one of mine getting a little stretching in, Luca. My tippy toes are exhausted from the little tink, 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 tink sound. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, what, what, whatever y'all think is best. I mean, I I usually, I mean, just personally, go the, go the sneakier route. But uh, but that's just me. You want to sneak ahead and then give us the all clear to kick down the door? Sure. Yeah. Okay. I, I I could do that. Or I mean, if y'all if we want to all go at once, I don't know. I just don't know like if it's just one room up there. Or if we're gonna have to look around even further. Oh. Well, how about I don't know. How, okay. How about one of us peeks into the door and see if it's appropriate to then close the door and then kick the door down? Yeah. 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 Because we don't want to waste like that right that thing. opportunity. This is a this is an element of surprise that we won't get again. Plus, it's very very cool when it succeeds. There's two opportunities: one element of surprise, two kick down the door. It's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We gotta honor both. Win win. Yeah, win win. So who wants to do what? <laughs> Pearl just turns to Ricky Jones. She goes, "You know, I like I, I like it when I find somebody who gets the kind of this, yeah. you know." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
the chaotic, you know, busted it out. Sometimes yeah. you gotta add a little bit of flair to it. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, laughs boring. Still talking. <laughs> like, I mean, I appreciate the flair. I just, it's just me. Sometimes he won't even let me do like a donut in the on the hog. Well, that's just a safety. That's just a safety but, thing. Uh, you know, Luca, back back in my day, your your dad was not as uh, uptight about things. He would have kicked that door in before we even got to talk about it. Guys, talking about kicking the door really makes me want to kick it. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I'm getting close! And her heel's like getting closer. <laughs> Luca, you better stop me! <laughs> All right, okay, okay, okay. I'll, I'll look, I'll look, I'll look. So Luca goes up and goes to try to sneakily open the door to see what is inside. Hey, Pearl. Yeah. You want to do a prank on, on Luca? Of course! You want to do a little prank on him? Yeah! So we've been in this cave long enough. I'm getting the goofs. I'm getting the, okay, the, okay, the, okay. the goof. All right. When he's okay. about to open the door, go ahead and just scare him a little bit, and maybe he'll accidentally kick the door in. <gasps> okay. Okay, great. Um, and she kind of looks... Is there, like, any little, like, dusty clump? <laughs> sure. Sure. <Okay>. There's now. <laughs> okay, great, great, great. And she picks up a little cluster dump. Uh, wait, a cluster of dust. A clump of dust? A clump of dust. That's the word. Thank you. Like, almost like a little tumble, like tumbleweed, you yeah. know, uh-huh. not a full tumbleweed. And she just goes, watch this. And she creeps over to Luca. It's going to be good. And she puts it on her shoulder. She goes, Luca, there's a spinner rack on your shoulder. Oh, my gosh. It's massive. It's right there, Luca. Look out. It's climbing on the rack. It's going to get you. It's going to get you, Luca. It's going to get you. And she makes the sound. Go ahead. <laughs> what, what are you, a uh, Animal Crossing tarantula? One thousand percent. Go ahead and uh, make a deception check at disadvantage. Shit! All right, you're giving me advantage already. Well, because you're right. You're right there. <laughs> you maybe have a guest roll it, like an old guest privileges, like you know, it's up to you, like honor the guest. <laughs> I mean, if. <laughs> If Freaky Jones wants to also roll the disadvantage, that's fine. He's just right next to y'all, very much within earshot of your whispering. <laughs> oh, oh. What if I what, what if I that? added to it like a, like a bardic inspiration, but I rolled bad at disadvantage? Would that be fair? So like Pearl rolls the d20, and then Ricky rolls like a d6 or d8 or something to add to it, but at disadvantage. Sure, yeah, yeah. Ro- roll me ro- roll me a d6 at disadvantage. I rolled a two <laughs> plus two. You know what? Roll the D8. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it'll matter. Okay. I rolled a two. <laughs> so you got a six. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that we're just so in it. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Ew, oh, oh, Rose is coming up your back. No, it's got its little claws all oh, over it. Ru- no. Oh, it's got you. It don't got you. Home alone it. Home alone. He, knowing everything that's going on, turns around and goes <laughs> and does the home alone face. <laughs> and then resumes what he was doing. Okay, I'm satisfied. Well, hey, that was worth the prank. And she whispers to Ricky Jones, don't worry. We have more opportunities coming. I know it. You know, I know this is like a really serious situation, but I feel like I have a mission before my time on this show is done. <laughs> prank Luca now. Yep. <laughs> Same. Same. So he stealthily opens the door and he goes in and he actually like 
sneaks in a little bit and uh, takes a look around with the door just barely cracked behind him. After just a second, he comes back and, and very, very quietly opens the door once more and just whispers to you all, well, so I went in the, I went in the room in there, uh, but it looked like it was more like, like I don't know, like, like there's equipment and stuff. I don't know. Um, just there's just a bunch of stuff in there. It was seemed like a storage closet kind of thing. And then there's a, a little bit of hallway and then like a door, but then past that, I don't know what there is, but it seemed like there was muffled talking uh, off past that door, but I don't know how far. I beat the crates today and she looks at the door, but my new enemy has shown itself. <laughs> One day I'll bust you down. And she, she goes, okay, Ricky, looks like we got to stealth this one too. <laughs> All right. If we must. As Pearl shifts her hunter's mark from crate to door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, let, let, let us proceed with caution. Nice. And a little bit of excitement for breaking down a door. <laughs> so you all very quietly make your way inside. Go ahead and roll fresh stealths for Dang me. Dang it. I knew it was coming. Ooh. 15 plus two. 17. Nice. <laughs> Six. And that's a 15 for Luca. So, on the whole, not awful. So, you all make your way into uh, this storage room area. I like to imagine I go last. Yeah. And I do kick the door a little bit. <laughs> that's your six. <laughs> Just a little scuff, yeah. Is the thud from the door. Yeah. As you all are in this room, do you take a second and, like, look around at what's in here? Or do you just kind of keep on keeping on? Or a little peek, peek see. Nice. Okay. Go ahead and give me some investigation checks then. As it seems like you are in some sort of storage equipment type room. That is a natural one. Ha! Huh, three. As Ricky goes up to the walls and goes, well, you know, these walls are made out of some mighty fine wood. Look at the, this structure here is fantastic. <laughs> I don't know what's in this room, but these walls have captured my attention. Ah. I got a three, so I'm doing really great <laughs> as well. With Pearl, that. Come on over here. Look at these walls with me. Is that a cherry? <laughs> Could An be. oak? Yeah. yeah. Let's smell it. Yeah. Let, okay. We going, Luca, you go do whatever. We're going to smell this wall for a while. <laughs> <laughs> this nice stone slash clay wall. I have many leather bound books and rich mahogany. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, uh, y'all don't find anything of uh, seeming worth here. There's a lot of stuff that just would like just be in someone's shed. Uh, you see that there is like some equipment that seems like it would have been used to construct the corral area down in the other cavern and, you know, some electrical wires and stuff like that. But even with your very, very low investigation checks, it is glaringly obvious here that there is another crate Mm. similar to the snagball crate from down in the cavern, uh, that is actually empty. <clears throat> that is not a good sign. Guys, we can't waste any more time. Pearl sees it and she, you know, where do we go? And, and looks for the next thing. She gets nervous. So y'all came in. This room is a, a long rectangular room and it spreads out long ways in front of you. And as you are moving along up to your right, you see that there is a uh, little bit of hallway off of it and then a another wooden door and as you all get closer with passive perceptions you can also begin to hear the very muffled uh, talking on the other side of the door but again it's hard to gauge if it's like just on the other side of this door or if it's you know somewhere else in this space what the case might be can I put my ear to the door to try to get a better idea of where if they're like close or further away 
All right, go ahead and give me a perception check. Six plus eight, 14. Yeah! 14. With a 14, you are able to gather that it seems like they're not in the room directly here. They do seem a little bit further off, but it must be just carrying through, you know, the other hallway or whatever, whatever the case may be that might be on the other side. But it doesn't seem like they're like just right on the other side of the door or anything like that. I'm not sure if this is the door to kick in. Should I should I sneak a peek? Should I just open it up a bit and see if I can see? Sneak a peek, yeah. Okay, I'm going to yeah. go ahead and sneak a peek. You you sneak a little sneaky peek uh, as you crack this door open. I'll just use your stealth from before. And it's high enough that you uh, do not make the door have a big old creak or anything like that as you open it. But you open it and whoop, 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 take a look around. Like oh, just, I thought that was an alarm for yeah. you. Like, no, 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 no. That's the sound of like the eyes just kind of poking out around the doorframe, looking around, uh-huh. popping back. I'm with you. Um, <laughs> you know how they do. Like guys do. But as you look around, it looks like a bedroom. Oh. It seems fairly well kept. It does seem like very much uh, like Pueblo, very ranch style uh, as you're looking in here. Um, the equipment room that you were in seemed like it was uh, mostly just uh, it, it, it doesn't seem quite as finished as this other room like the the walls in it are smoother and they do have that um, you know sort of finish to them uh, and there's the uh, the wooden furniture and there's the various western looking prints on the bedspread and whatnot. Do I see people in here talking? You do not see anyone in here talking but you do see that the door is cracked on the other side of the room. Like it was just kind of closed haphazardly when this person might have left their bedroom. Just, you know, seems like uh, uh, unthinkingly, maybe they just kind of pulled it to a little bit, but didn't really, you know, think to close it all the way because why would anyone else be in here? Okay. Uh, He goes back to the group and all right, uh, this next room seems to be empty, but the room beyond that, that might be where our culprits are. Now we got to be sneaky when we get in there, but I think that might be the door, Pearl, the door to kick. Nice. Um, Pearl looks at this bedroom door uh-huh. to see if there is a lock. A lock on this door? Yes. There is a lock on this, like, closet door that you are at right now. You know that there is a lock. Like, it doesn't lock from the storage room side. It locks from the bedroom side. And it does look like there would be a key. But so it would just be a matter of, uh, you know, if you locked it there, they would have to have the key to un- unlock it and to get out. Great. So, and my understanding is there's there wasn't, like, in the storage room, there wasn't other, other doors we could go through. Correct. Great. Okay. So, Pearl conveys the idea of, um, hold on, if we get into the bedroom stealthy enough, maybe there's a key and we could lock the door so they couldn't get out or try to run away from us. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Cut off their escape. Pin them down like a tumbleweed. Yes. That's what we do with tumbleweeds down on the range. Yes. 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 Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, so... So when we enter this bedroom, Pearl's going to look for a key. Okay. Go ahead and give me a investigation then. I would like to help with that. Yeah, go for it. 14. You do as clean of a sweep as you can through this room. And uh, you do find a lot of, you know, uh, other other clothes and things. You know, you find some stuff here and there. You find just like, you know, some, some loose pokey dollars and, and such. But you do not find a set of keys in particular. I think during the sweep, Coco maybe was looking for extra crumbs. And he just walks up to Ricky, like, you know, looking little bits of, of uh, crumbled up cookie, you know, staring at him. Coconut, you are one cute little... <gasps> Wait a second. Pearl. 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 
Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah, but keep it quiet. Yeah? I got an idea. Okay. Do you think Coconut could use... I can't find anything. Uh, ...their elect- electrical powers to maybe uh, uh, move the lock from the inside with, with like magnetic force or something like that? Is that wild and crazy, or is that doable? That is so wild. I am down. Wild like a ranch. Yeah. Okay. Like the wild, wild witch. Okay. Yeah. Hey, Coco. Or north? Pikachu. Um... <laughs> Middle? Middle? Like the wild, wild middle. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Coco. If you uh, put your finger in this keyhole and try to bend it with sheer power of your strength, I'll give you a cookie. (gasps) Pikachu! Maybe even two! And he runs over to the door. He, he, he waddles right on over. We are thinking this through. Uh-uh. We wanted to bust mm-hmm. up stuff and break everything, but we have fought the idea of trashing the camp because we're thinking this through. Yeah, yeah. Think about it, kids. But we're still going to break down that door. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Can't wait to give it a mighty, mighty kick. So... Quick-fingered, the feat that Coconut took way, way back. He has proficiency in sleight of hand. He wasn't already proficient. Like, it doesn't say that he has expertise, right? It would have, like, a little E next to it if he did on his skill thing. He has skills, and it says sleight of hand, but it doesn't have an E. Okay. So, Quick-fingered gave Coconut proficiency in sleight of hand. So, I think just roll sleight of hand. Okay. As Coconut, you know, spent his early days as a Pichu, you know, messing around on the cruise ship. You know, I think that he, you know, loosened his fair share of bolts to get into uh, uh, air vents and whatnot and yeah. to get into other places that he shouldn't. So go ahead and uh, this is this is his version of lock picking is uh, using that uh, electromagnetic business with it. Yeah, he was a sneaky little criminal for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, 16. <laughs> I had a so <laughs> Love you, bud. Using the skills for good. Okay, yeah, with a 16, uh, I think that Coco is able to uh, stick his uh, nubby little finger in there, and he wiggles it around, and you see some, like, sparks uh, just kind of flying off of there, and you hear a little click of the lock. <gasps> good job, Coco. All right. Piece for you. Peek-a-peek. And he holds out his hand expectantly. <laughs> Mine, too. <laughs> but Cookies, I like please. to imagine that... Yeah. Cookies, please. <laughs> I like to imagine they are like Thin Mints, which is just brutal to only have two Thin Mints. Oh. Ooh. You're torturing them over here. No, no. We're just waiting for, you know, the official banquet meal type, you know. <laughs> we can't get to the feasting. It's only noon. <laughs> okay, okay. I'll get you some more after this, okay? I, yeah, I just want you to stay focused, Coco. Peter. So are y'all approaching the bedroom door now, where it seems like the voices are coming from? Yeah. All right, I think uh, it stands to reason that the people behind this door would be the ones behind this kidnapping. So I think we go ahead with Operation Kick the Door Down and we go in swinging. What say you, Marigold Riders? Okay, guys. What do you think, Luca? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Luca has actually like been over there trying to like see if he can eavesdrop on the conversation. Ooh, nice. uh, he's like, what? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Anything good at, uh, that you picked up, Luca? He just like gestures y'all over. I'll eavesdrop a little bit before we kick. So, as y'all approach and eavesdrop, what are your passive perceptions? I know, I know yours is 20, Pearl. What's yours, Ricky? 15. 15? Y'all don't need to worry about it. You just go and stick your ear up to the door and y'all can hear what's being said as it seems like this is on the tail end of this conversation. On the other side of the door... You hear 
So all is going according to plan? Yes, sir. I've rustled up all the livestock and farming critters in the area. They should be ready for transport soon, which will clear you up to move your operation down the mountain. Very good. I'm pleased with your progress, Mr. Mooney. But thank you, Mr. Drago. Now, I will say I could expedite the process if I had the rest of that supply of snag balls that we talked about. I have told you, Mr. Mooney, our supply was disrupted. I've spoken to the manufacturer and they are in the process of restarting production. But in the meantime, we stick with the new time frame. You will still make the transport. I will speak with you again soon. Yes, uh, thank you, Mr. Drago. And you hear the sound of a television shutting off. And you did see uh, uh, what looked like the glow of some sort of large screen uh, in the other room dims at that. Pearl starts to jump on the bed. Oh, you'll speak with my foot. (laughs) We're kicking it. (laughs) And she jumps off the bed, anime air kick with Ricky while he kicks. Because she's not strong enough, and she knows that. <laughs> what about, how about you You jump off the bed in your kick, but it's obviously not going to make it, so you just, like, little Ricky just, like, grabs you and just, like, yeets you towards the door. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Yee-haw, get him. Marigold Riders. <laughs> Go ahead and make a strength check with advantage. Yay. Uh, a 13? Oh, no. A 13? The door was cracked already. Like it was, it wasn't oh, right. shut completely. Okay. So you do just kick it the rest of the way open. It doesn't like, a, it doesn't break off the hinges or anything, but the door swings wide open and you all uh, just bust out uh, in your very cool and intimidating stances. And as you pop out, you, you see that you find yourselves in uh, this, what looks like a living area of this uh, Pueblo ranch style abode, whatever this is, uh, seems to be in some sort of large uh, living area. Before you, you see a very sharp, slender, angular man. He has suntan skin and a pronounced mustache surrounded by unshaved scruff. He's dressed in black and white, though the white parts of his attire have a more red-brown appearance from riding on the dusty trail. As you all bust into the room, he turns and puts his wide-brimmed cowboy hat back on his head and looks to face you, the shadows beginning to obscure his face, but the glint of the lamplight bounces off of his piercing, pale blue eyes. Well, 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 ain't that something. Someone finally made it out for a visit. Can I help you? I wasn't expecting cordialness. I love your aesthetic. It's really nice in here. <laughs> a moony, I presume. You presume correctly. Well, <laughs> you have a great taste in wood. Yes, the aesthetic here is fantastic, but I must say, you have taken something of mine. And- <laughs> I do appreciate that. I am proud of my ranch oak furniture. <laughs> <laughs> I had it reupholstered recently, in addition to my appliance upgrade. Hey. Do you have a cup of coffee? And Pearl has like a cup of coffee pulled from her back. <laughs> and I like to, is there any controls or anything? For what? Like who she was talking to the TV. It seems as though it's like a TV that had, you know, a video call oh, on I it. I thought it was being more of like, sorry, more like a team nasty machine or something. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> she was just going to pour a cup of coffee on it. Whoops. And then walk <laughs> out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but wait, wait. Maybe she goes, okay, she pulls like a, she goes, do you have any coffee? And she pulls up the coffee and she goes, 
And she walks over like his nice like playboy ranch furniture Ooh. with like his western pattern. And she's like, start spilling the beans or I'll start spilling the java. She'll do it. <laughs> Don't test her. It's not even warm. It's lukewarm, meaning it's harder to get out. This mustache figure says, now I would appreciate it if you did not pour your lukewarm coffee on my recently reupholstered furniture. He made it with extra coffee, too. Extra hard to get off. Or you will find in yourself regretting that. Try me. Is there anything particular y'all came here for, or would you like to leave my house Post haste. The door is right over yonder. I'll give you a chance to just go on and leave. Mm, counter argument. No, no, this is not how it works. We're holding you up. Here's the thing, Mr. Mooney. My name is Ricky Jones from Marigold Ranch, and you have something of mine. And I don't take kindly to thieves around these parts, and it seems you've been stealing from lots of people. Miss Catherine and the others. So I'm going to give you one chance. Go ahead and return our Pokemon to us, and you get packing, Mr. Mooney. Otherwise... Well, say adios to this nice furniture. Uh, well now, Mr. Jones, Mr. Jones, I do recall you from the other night. You know, uh, you gave me a little bit more of a scuffle than anyone else who I uh, have encountered here in this past couple of weeks, but uh, I'm afraid I'm on a job. When I'm paid, I always follow my job through. I will say that uh, if you fancy coming back here and bringing me the deed to your ranch. You walk out of here with your Pokemon as you like. The deed? Well, okay, I can appreciate a man that is on the job and always gets his job done, but you see, I too am a man of my word, and I was on a job to get those Pokemon somewhere else. So I need to finish my work, and you have impeded me, and it seems we are at an impasse, and Pearl, let him loose! And right, Ricky just throws out all four of his Pokemon balls and lets them all out. Oh! And then Pearl also, she goes, yeah! And she doesn't throw the coffee on the couch. She throws it on Mooney. Staining his white clothes. Oh, go ahead and just give me, give me, uh, roll the hit. Okay. <laughs> I did mention it was lukewarm, so anybody who feels like Pearl is being mean and trying to scold someone's skin, it, it's <laughs> canon that it was lukewarm. It would not hurt her. Solely for the stain. It's solely for the stain, and it's a 14. 14. <laughs> 14 hits a man. Yes. <laughs> Let's, yeah. And, she goes, don't mess with the bean. And as the coffee splashes onto Mooney's black and white attire, and Ricky Jones throws out all four of his Pokemon, roll initiative. All right. Yes. Hello, friends. Jonah here to say thank you for listening to Postcards from Pearl. As always, huge thank you to Adam LeGrave for coming and playing with us for the Marigold Riders arc. Make sure you check him out on DM's Treehouse and give him a follow over on Twitter at Adam LeGrave. I'd like to take a moment to tell you about our wonderful partner, Dice Envy, but you know what? I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait until you least expect it, and then you're going to hear all about the great deals at Dice Envy. But until then, not another peep from me, no! But you'll see. 
If you're a fan of what we do here on Quest Company Jr. and you want to give us a boost, please go to our page on the Apple Podcasts app or wherever you listen to your podcast and leave us a rating and review. It's a huge help to us and we read every review that comes in. And if you really love what we do here at Quest Company Jr. and you want to take the next step in supporting us, please consider becoming a Patreon subscriber. For as little as $2 a month, you can help us with necessary expenses, help us continue to improve the quality of the show, and get access to exclusive content and patron rewards. If you'd like to give us that support, you could do so at patreon.com slash questcompanypodcast. You can find the link to the Patreon on our website, questcompanyjunior.com. If you'd like to contact us, you could do so directly through our website or by finding us on Instagram and Twitter at Junior. You can also hang out with us in our Quest Code Discord. The link to that is on our website and Twitter. We know that word of mouth is the best way to get people listening to a new podcast, so please, if you're enjoying the show, let other people know. Tell all of your friends, every single one. If we see you tweeting about us or posting fan art using hashtag QuestCodeJunior or hashtag PostcardsFromPearl, you might get a character named after you on the show. And if you have fan art of the podcast that you want to share, just make sure when you post it to tag us so that we can see it. And speaking of fan art, we got some more incredible art this week. Thank you to Fisher Peach at Peach Doodles on Twitter for sending us a beautiful piece. The Marigold Riders gathered around the campfire for a little cowboy lullaby. It is the sweetest thing. If you haven't seen that, go check it out on our Instagram and Twitter or on the fan art page of the website where we have a gallery of all the art that people have sent us. Quest Company Jr. is a proud member of Podicon Go, a group of independent podcasts supporting high-quality content that's fun for the whole family. Podicon Go is your reliable corner of the internet for the kind of podcasts everyone can enjoy, with shows ranging from animal facts to stories to audio dramas to RPG actual plays and more. Check them out at podicongo.com. I'd like to take a moment to thank the amazing artists whose music is featured in this episode. Thank you to Foolboy Media for the songs Video Game Land and Acid Lounge. Thanks to Beethoven for Symphony No. 5 in C minor. Am I right? Thank you to Glitch X City for the songs Team Rocket Battle Remix Version 2, Radio Tower Takeover Remix, and Team Rocket Hideout Remix. Thank you to Ozd for the song About Ducks. Thank you to Eric Skiff for the song Ascending. Thanks to Mini Vandals for the song World War Blues. Thanks to Topher Moore and Alex Elena for the song Horses to Water. Thanks to Sir Cubworth for the song A Fallen Cowboy. Thank you to Joseph Cash for the Gorilla Marketing Samba. And thank you to TabletopAudio.com for providing the ambient sounds. That's all for me, so let's get back to the action and see if our heroes can take down the notorious Angel Mooney. Thank you for joining us here on Quest Company Jr. What you got for initiative, Ricky Jones? I got a 15 minus 2 because I'm an old guy, so 13. Pearl? 6 because I got the sneak attack first, so, you know, it's only fair. (laughs) Oh! (laughs) Okay. Don't like that. Oh, boy. Don't like that. Well, there's that split second before the fighting officially begins. Pearl, 
Uh, looks to look up. Wasn't it amazing to watch two adults do that? That was incredible. There was like wit, banter, theory, rhetoric, logic. I just know I'm just throwing coffee. <laughs> <laughs> that was a real verbal showdown. Yeah, that was intense. Okay, so Ricky, you've just thrown out all of your Pokemon. Yeah, more for like you know sh- the show of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, that so they cool. can they can certainly all be out, but you can only you still have the same action economy of you know on your turn one of them gets action bonus action whatever. Pearl, who are you throwing out? Pikachu. I just feel like that's fair. And then. Luca is going to toss out Tufus first. With initiative rolled, Luca had an 18, Ricky had a 13, Pearl had a 6, and Angel Mooney had a natural 20. I knew oh, it. I, I knew it. Fastest draw. Quick draw from Angel Mooney. So, uh, Ricky, as you just throw all the Pokeballs on your belt forward and your whole team, you know, rushes forward, Pearl, you send out Coconut and Lucas sends out Tufus. Mooney sends out a Venomoth, a Granbull, and a Meowth. Pearl, as they come out, your Aura Reader pops up and seems to be registering on the Meowth. All right, fellas, we got a wild and shady one on our hands. Top of initiative is going to be Angel Mooney, as he says, "All right, y'all, go about your business. I'm gonna, I'm gonna roll here to see who goes for what. So first, the Meowth. Meowth is going after Coconut, Venomoth, Ricky, and Gramble, Luca. Okay, here we go, folks. First off, the Meowth rushes forward at Coconut and goes to get him with a Shadow Claw. That's only 12 to hit, though. Nope." AC 13. Dang, just barely. After doing that lockpick and he's feeling back to his old sneaky ways and he very nimbly ducks out of the way as this Meowth comes and, and scratches at him. Pearl, as you look through your aura reader lens, you can see uh, shadows coming off of the claws of this Meowth. Keep going fast, Coco. Don't let him get the best of you. Which of your Pokemon, Ricky, would you say is the closest to Mooney's whole whole gang here? I have Baloney pulled up. I was going to use Baloney sort of as my attack Pokemon for a bit. As Baloney, this large Tauros takes up quite a bit of space in this <laughs> living room. Uh, awesome. He's got like his back two hooves like up on the couch right now uh, as they just sort of, you know, came out of their balls all over the place. McCoy like came out of the Pokeball and just landed in a recliner and is like <laughs> getting out right now. <laughs> but... As Baloney is the closest, the Venomoth is going to look at it and shake its wings at him. And I need Baloney to make a wisdom save. 14 minus 1, 13. He may be Baloney, but he's clever. DC was 14. Oh. As you see, like a bit of powder that then begins to like form in like a, a sort of wave and then like circles around Baloney the Tauros, this side beam. That is 16 points of psychic damage, and Baloney is confused. Okay. You will be confused for two rounds. As that's happening, this Gramble goes and squares up against Tufus, both of them just baring their fangs at each other, and the Gramble goes to try to chomp at Tufus with a Thunder Fang. Not cool. 16 plus 21 will do it. Oh, Pearl's just staring at this Gramble, so confused. Why don't you have fur? And that is 16 points of super effective electric damage to Tufus. Okay, starting off strong. As the Grand Bull chomps down on Tufus uh, and these sparks, you know, fly through his body, you see him uh, arcing off. 
It's then Lucas' turn as he says, Okay, come on, Tufus. Rage and then get him with your ice fang. And Tufus bears his teeth and natural 20. Okay. Holla. <laughs> there we go, Luca. Go on. Making your family proud. He was the most focused out of all of us. Yeah. <laughs> There's 15 points of ice damage. And Gramble is frozen. Ooh. That's not fun for him. That's not fun at all. Yeah. You all can see as Tufus chomps down, this like frostbite looks like it just like spreads across the fur of this Gramble and it like gets frozen in place uh, with these ice crystals uh, sort of keeping it locked down. It is frozen. Ricky Jones, you're up. Rosetta, go ahead and give help and hand over there to Coconut. Let's go get go ahead and give give him a little boost. So Coconut's gonna have essentially Bardic Inspiration. So you have a D8 that Coconut can use on a saving throw, an attack throw, or a or a check. Cool. All right, and then go ahead, uh, Baloney. Go ahead and hit that Venonat with a horn attack. All right, so go ahead and roll your confusion. That's right. Okay, it's a 17 flat. With a 17, uh, he will not hurt himself in his confusion, so you do get to attack. And then the attack was a 15 plus 9, so 24. We'll hit nice. the Venomoth. That's right, Baloney. Go ahead. Uh, so that is 6 plus 8, so 14 damage. Excellent. That is Ricky Jones's turn. Takes us to Pearl. I bet you're not that strong. You got those paper wings. We're taking you down. She's going to go with a thunder shock and a quick attack on the Venomoth. Nice. 15 for the thunder shock. 15 does hit. Seven points of damage. And then quick attack with 16 to hit. Does hit. Five points of damage. So a total of 12 points of damage. Mm-hmm. All right, Pearl, that's your turn. That then brings us back around to Angel Mooney. He says, all right, y'all, now go on, keep it up. Let's show them what's what. So first off, the Meowth is going to continue going after Coconut and is going to try to play rough. Wow, that dice is rolling hot tonight. Uh, that's another nat 20. Ooh. Uh, this same one. Coconut takes 17 points of fairy-type damage. And since it was a natural 20, Coconut takes a minus one to all attack rolls for the remainder of this combat. Oof. Um, okay. Pearl says to this whatever creature from the depths and pits of gunk. Um, I'm sorry. I thought you were like a house cat. Did I misunderstand? She says to this Meowth. You say that as it's just, as it's a real cat and mouse thing happening right now. Nope, nope, we're not about it. So that's the Meowth, and then the Venomoth is up next, uh, who is going to shake the wings some more, and you see uh, this sort of different, more green powder, green and silver, uh, flying off of it, and once again, enrapturing Baloney the Tauros as Venomoth goes to get it with a silver wind. Staying strong, Baloney. That's a 10 plus 6. Does 16 hit? That is my AC. Baloney. Baloney takes 13 points of bug damage. You're right, boy. You're all right. Keep it strong. And then the Grand Bull flinches and is frozen on its turn. (laughs) So it doesn't have an action, but then it gets to make a strength save at the end of its turn to see if it breaks out. So let's see. That is only a 13, and it takes a 15 to bust out of the ice. So the (laughs) Grand Bull is still frozen. (laughs) Ice coffee. Pearl pours a little bit more on top of it. Since the Gramble is frozen on Lucas' turn, he's going to say, all right, Tufus, uh, that guy's not an issue right now. Go ahead and go after that Venomoth with an uh, ice fang. As Tufus charges towards this large purple bug. 
Natural 19, though. All right. Nice. Wow. This. Now those dice are okay. Yeah. Dice envy. Dice. I like it when Luca does it. How many nat 20s have you gotten off that? It's been a lot of 19s and 20s tonight. Goodness Dang. gracious. Okay, so that natural 19 is going to be unpleasant. 15 points of ice damage. It's not vulnerable, so it's just the 15, but the Venomoth is now also frozen. Woo! Dang. It's a cold desert! As that Venomoth is looking very beat up as it's get, getting ganged up on right now, especially now that it's frozen, that is that is a bad place to be. That's Luca's turn. Ricky Jones, you're up. All right, Luca, go ahead. Controlling the field. That is impressive, Luca. Good job. All right. Uh, McCoy, quit lounging around in that chair and get on in this fight. Go ahead and karate chop that cat. <laughs> I'm going to have, uh, yep, McCoy do a karate chop on the Meowth. Nice. Does a 16 hit? A 16 will barely hit. Barely. That's all right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Ooh, oh, almost max damage. So that's 11 plus 7, 18. 18 damage. 18, double to 36 points of super effective fighting damage against Ooh. this normal cat. Just a normal cat. Just a normal cat, you know? <laughs> but McCoy just leaps out of the recliner and, like, jumps across the room and boom! With the karate chop, hits this Meowth. Is it? And then, uh, as a bonus action, I will have Rosetta yet again helping hand on Two-Fist this time. So Two-Fist gets a D8 inspiration. Awesome. So Rosetta gives a helping hand to Tufus. So Tufus has got one, and then Coconut still has his. Sweet. Woo. That is your turn then, Ricky. Pearl, you're up. What you gonna do? All right, Coco. Let's take care of this moth. We're gonna do Thundershock. Thundershock. Roll to hit. Could I add my insp- Oh. Do you still need to, or? No, we're good. <laughs> we're good. That's a 19 minus one, 18. That will hit. Go ahead and roll your damage. Okay. 11. 11 points of electric damage does not feel good for this Venomoth. And you know what? I think we're going to quick attack the Meowth. All right. Roll to hit. We're fast, too. <laughs> Nat one. Nat one. Oh, no. Can I do anything with the bard? The that, bard that will not help all? you. No. <laughs> Cuckoo. Maybe we're not as fast as I thought. Coconut goes to quick attack, but this Meowth is also very fast. Hold still. As it ducks out of the way. And Okay, nope, this is not happening. I'm coming after you next. <laughs> that is your turn then. It's going to take us back up to the top with Mooney, who's going to survey, survey the field here and uh, realize that this is a rough situation. But he's still going to hold strong with these Pokemon that he's got out here right now as... Meowth is going to keep on going after Coconut since that's been working. Goes to hit Coconut with another Shadow Claw. 21 to hit. Uh, yeah. Uh, 17 points of ghost damage. Since his other Pokemon don't have an action, he is going to pull out a full restore and try to no. use it on the Venomoth. Can I have Coco? It's not on my turn, I guess. Yeah, it's a bonus action, so it's on your turn. So, like, if his Pokemon have an item on them, he could steal it. it from them. Got it. Yeah. So he's going to do that. So Venomoth does not have a, a move that it can do on this turn, but it does get a good little good little healing in and is no longer frozen. Granbull, however, is still very much frozen. Come on, Marigold Riders. We can do this. Yes, we can. Pull up your bootstraps. At the end of Granbull's turn, we'll roll the strength check to see if it gets out. 
Granville's still frozen, though. Uh, it's a, that's a six, so uh, it is very much stuck in the ice, and it's like it, only its eyes are moving around, and it's like looking out of its peripherals like... Right? It, yeah. Zero. Seriously. But that is Mooney's turn. Then Luke is up again, who is going to... I think he's just going to keep on with this... Uh, with his venom off, especially now that it's not frozen again, and Luke is just gonna have him go for another, go for another ice fang. That's a twenty-three total, so not gonna freeze this time, but still, seventeen points of ice damage to the venom off. Holla, Luca, you're in your element. As Tufus is, ah, oh, eighteen because rage. So Tufus is just running rampant right now uh, and having a grand old time. Mm-hmm. Ricky Jones, your turn. Y'all doing fantastic. Don't forget that. You're gonna we gonna win this. Marigold Riders, let's go. Rosetta? Yeehaw! Go ahead and fire blast. Who is Rosetta fire blasting? So um the Gramble is frozen yet, so I'm gonna do the Venomoth and the Meowth. They need to make dexterity saving throws. The Venomoth? That's a 14. Uh the DC is 14. Okay, so just barely saves then. Uh but that's a two for the Meowth. Okay. All right. Plus seven will still not not uh, help it. It's still bad. Mm-hmm. Still nine. So the Meowth will take full damage, and then I assume the Venomoth takes half, yes? Takes half, yes, correct. And that is 3d8 plus five. Filthy. Ooh, uh, what did the Meowth get? A two. Okay, so the Meowth is going to become burned, um, for one thing. Ooh. But then the total damage is going to be 3d8 plus five, which is 15 plus five, 20 damage. And half. Wow. Gracious. 10 for the Venomoth, but that is super effective fire damage because it is bug. Part bug type. And 20 is actually enough to take it over the edge as the Venomoth is KO. Yeah. yeah. Oof. Woohoo. Oof. Big, big hit there. There we go. Turning the tides. Big, yeah. big moves from Rosetta. Yeah, yeah. As the Venomoth just gets scorched and falls down, and Mooney says, All right, you come on back. Stantler, get on out of there. And you see this Stantler emerge from this Pokeball, uh, this deer-like Pokemon. You recognize it, Ricky, as his mount from the other night. Ooh. Ooh. You. Wow. It is kind of glorious. Gosh darn it. <laughs> it is actually uh, pretty cool. Yeah. Any bonus action from you, Ricky, or that your turn? I think that's it. Yep. Nice. Pearl, you're up. Why are these Pokemon so cool? I get so distracted. And... For her bonus action, she'd like to scan Stantler. Okay, cool. It's glorious. I mean, look at these antlers. It's like it's trying to say something to me. I can't stop looking at them. They're like eyes looking at me, deep into my soul. Do you work at the North Pole? (laughs) (laughs) Do you know my friend? He kind of looks like a penguin. Moody says, he works here. (laughs) Palmer, you should really look for a new new position. (laughs) Let me tell you, Danny the Delibird, you love him. You guys would go really well together. You know, Pearl, I can't help but notice that uh, while we're at this commercial break that uh, our DM, our malevolent DM, has been rolling quite hot tonight. He is... I don't know what it is. Has he purchased any sort of dice lately that, that you would know of? That magical rolling machine, he was panning for the perfect gold dice, and he found them at Dice Envy. Dice Envy. And all, all across the web. And then, then he said, gosh darn tootin', why am I make it so hard? I should just go to Dice Envy. And now he's got the smokinest dice in all the West and the Middle 
in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got, he's got the highest rolling dice in the wild, wild middle. I have to say, I, I, this battle would have gone a different way had he not been rolling so hot thanks to that dice envy dice. Oh, yeah. If only I had some dice envy dice, maybe I could turn the tides of this battle. Hey, you know the best part about the dice envy dice, Ricky Jones? Tell him about it. What's that, Pearl? You don't have to envy it. <laughs> Just use our code. Okay. You mean code QUESTCO for 10% off at checkout? Bada bing! 10% off? Well, why don't you might as well just give me free dice at that point? Might as well. Boy, man alive, I tell you what. Give me give me about five minutes so I can go get some beautiful dice from DiceEnvy.com uh, using the code QUESTCO. Quest, QUESTCO. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, just that. 10, yeah, just 10% okay, off. So. Yep. Yep. Hold on. Oh, <laughs> and, and... Boom! Yep, I bought. Well, look at that! They're here already. I can tell you, what, I'm gonna roll look, nothing but natural Inside your 20. box. Inside my box. <laughs> and inside your box is a can of beans because you oh saved so much goodness. money. Free beans with every set of dice bought from Dice <laughs> Are you kidding me? Well, it's more of a metaphorical set of beans because no, you're saving I'm the money you, that you Jonah, can spend. No, I'm telling you, Jonah, there it. is an actual set of beans in here that everyone gets. Oh wow! They, wow! They literally started sending beans with every order. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mooney, thanks for letting us use your uh, computer here. Okay, uh, okay, yeah, we'll get back to it. All right, I'm right. Yeah, yeah, okay. Kind of a nice guy, guys. It's hard to hate him with a hat like that. Uh, <laughs> and a couch like this. Some men, they say, are all hat, no cattle, but he <laughs> literally has both. <laughs> <laughs> so you scan the Stantler with your Pokedex. It says, Stantler, the bighorn Pokemon. Those who stare at its antlers will gradually lose control of their senses and be unable to stand. Oh, that's not good. Okay. Oh, no. Okay. Uh, that's not good. I gotta really stop, uh, stop looking at these. Starting to get a little weak in the knees. This might be the first time this has been helpful. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Wild. Both of y'all make wisdom saves. Ah, there it is. Oh, that is a 10. 10? 22. 22. Ooh. Ricky, you find yourself very drawn to these antlers. You're almost rooted to the ground where you stand, unable to move. Hello. As you just stare right into these antlers, they, they look back at you like eyes. It's like looking into my own soul. <laughs> All the imperfections and the hardship that I've gone through. I must just stare at these for a couple more minutes. Ricky Jones, no, no, come back to us! So, Pearl, I think you still have an action. That was your bonus, right? Yeah. I think I'm gonna switch out to Fanta. All right, switch into Fanta? Yeah. Cool. If Coconut comes back out in the next like 10 minutes or whatever it is, you still have it. Okay, great. So you spend your action then to swap out to Fanta. Sha! So that is your turn. Brings us back up to the top. As Mooney is now considering a different strategy, he says, all right, now we're gonna focus fire then. This ain't going as well as I hope. So going after that Tauros, all y'all. The Meowth is gonna come after Tauros with play rough. That was only a two, though. It's feast or famine tonight, folks. <laughs> two plus seven, nine uh, will still not do it as the claws come and scratch, but just that thick, thick hide on bologna. He ain't having none of it. The grand bull doesn't do anything, but let's see if it stays frozen. Wow. Total of 10 on that strength save. The grand bull is still frozen. Wow. That mm. is really not helping that him. That is incredible. That is really, really not helpful for him. But then the Stantler is going to turn its head and just look directly at the Tauros. 
its eyes widen, and also you all can see uh, the space around the antlers starting to ripple. Ooh, ripple, ripple, as it seems to be just distorting the reality around it, and Tauros is drawn in as Stantler uses Psychic. What? 21 will do it. That is 11 points of Psychic damage to Baloney. Okay. But that is Mooney's turn. It's going to take us to Luca. Luca's going to say, all right, that Gramble looks like easy pickings right now. Let's just deal with it while it's while it's frozen. Tufus is going to continue to use Ice Fang on the Granbull. Okay, natural 19. It was a, it was a 5 wow. and a 19, so the 19 will do it. Wow. As the Granbull continues to be frozen and takes 15 points of ice damage. Heck yeah. Wow, he's rolling hot. Okay. <laughs> well, Luca is. Granbull's not. Granbull is decidedly not. But that's Luca's turn. Ricky Jones, you're up. All right, everyone, this battle ain't over. Uh, uh, McCoy, go ahead and just keep on hitting that cat. Karate chop. I'm going to have McCoy stick on the Meowth with a karate chop. That is 16 plus 8, 24 to hit. 24 will hit. I karate chopped a cat in the middle. <laughs> it went down all over and it sounded like a fiddle. And it meowed, meowed, meowed. The karate chop chick cat. The karate chop chick cat. Wow, that's a tongue twister. <laughs> the karate chopped cat. Yeah. Karate chopped cat. The karate chopped cat. Ricky pulls out his banjo and starts strumming along. Stomping his feet. Yeah. As McCoy goes in for a karate chop and does seven plus seven, 14 damage. Woohoo! 14 doubled 28 to 28 points of damage. There we go, McCoy. With his powerful fighting move, does KO the Meowth. Oh, oh wow. nice. Way to go, McCoy. Machine. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly he has a whip cracks it. It's gone. Yeah. As he actually karate chops the Meowth and the Meowth like flies across the room and like hits the TV and cracks it like behind it and falls. Angel says, all right, then go on back then Meowth. Zatu, get on out there. And this large green bird again with these uh, slightly tribal kind of Western markings on it appears before you and spreads its wings out with a Zatu has now entered the battle. That's your turn, Ricky. Pearl, you're up with Fanta. All right, Fanta. We cannot get sucked in. So snap everybody out of it and kick that deer. It is a net at 20. Oh! Oh, my. The other one is a nat one, though. So talk about Easter Fanon. So we only land one kick. Okay, but you land one kick real good. Yeah, yeah. Six plus eight is 14. 14 points of damage. Doubled will be 28 points of super effective. Woo, we get right now. Super effective damage to that Stantler uh, as that is... Not great for it. Score. That pure normal type uh, as boom, one really powerful kick connects. And then the Stantler actually like reaches down with its antlers and like gets Fanta caught up on him and then just tosses Fanta away with the antlers. That is your turn then, Pearl, which will take us back up to the top with Mooney, the Grand Bull. Let's just see if it makes this strength check to have a turn next time. Okay, there we go. Finally, barely got a 15. 
barely, barely. Still doesn't get to go this turn, but next turn we'll actually be back in the business. That was such a turn the tides there, you know? Freezing one of the Pokemon. Huge. Him only having two attacks, or you know, or even one on each turn rather than the full three, that's massive. Granbull finally breaks out of the ice as the Stantler flicks Fanta away and Fanta actually skids across the kitchen island. He stands back up on top of it and the Stantler looks at it. And once again, uh, the reality, just you can see the airwaves just rippling around the antlers as it goes to get Fanta with Psychic. A 16 to hit, that will be 15, doubled to 30 points of super effective Psychic damage. Don't be afraid there, Fanta. He's just playing head games. Oof. As the Psychic attack takes a hefty toll on Fanta. Then the Zatu, seeing that Fanta is actually in a weakened state uh, after that psychic attack, he, he, you know, he's, he's clutching at his little chicken head uh, with his claws. The Zatu is just going to turn to it. And before you all can even like really see it move, you just see like a whoosh as it uses air slash going toward Fanta. Come on. 22 to hit. Yeah, okay. Calm down. Can I use Baloney's feature? Oh, intimidate. Maybe Baloney, like, lets out just a mighty snort and maybe gets in the way or something, causing disadvantage on that attack. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, Baloney. Oh, that second one was actually higher. It was a natural 16 the first time and then a 17. Are you kidding me? Okay, cool, cool. Thanks, Baloney. As this Zatu just seems, like, so calm and so focused and, like, very keenly aware of everything that's going on doesn't seem to be able to be surprised very easily. And on a natural attack roll of 15 or higher, the target will flinch if it has not taken a turn yet this round. Fanta has not. Oof. 18, double to 36 points of super effective flying Ooh. damage. Yo, what? We just got in the fight. Is he still up? Yeah. Solid. Pearl, you doing okay? Yeah, I'm just taking a back. What? <laughs> But that is Mooney's turn. Luke is up, and seeing that Granbull has broken free of the ice, he's going to say, oh, nope, let's let's try to get that back, because that was really nice. Just, just go back to that. Goes for another ice fang on Granbull. Will hit. Doesn't freeze, but will hit. Natural 17. Wow. As it takes another 16 points of ice damage. Yeehaw! That's what I'm talking about, Luca. Thank you. Thank you. Good job, Luca. And he tips his hat. That takes us to Ricky Jones. Okay, okay. Uh, uh, let's not let's not lose focus here. We gotta we gotta make sure we're hitting the right target. So McCoy, mm-hmm. go ahead for that Stantler. Go ahead, karate chop. Fourteen plus eight, twenty-two. That nice. would hit, but Stantler is going to use its intimidate ability to cause Ooh, disadvantage. Okay. Dang. Very nice. As the antlers stare down McCoy. Yeah. Well, that'll work because that is a two plus eight, ten. Oh, the Intimidate works as the Stantler just eyes down McCoy. And McCoy's just taken aback for a second and seems to, like, grasp his head for a moment. McCoy! Being unable to, you know, shake this this very intimidating steer, deer, guy, thing. (laughs) Fella. Intimidate, baby. Pearl, you're up. Fonta's flinching. What you got? Can I heal? Yeah, you can heal. Okay, we'll heal. What are you using to heal? My healer's kit. Oh, that's lovely. Thank you. I got quite a bit, a few of them. So it's 1d6 plus 4 plus the hit dice. So you're rolling 1d6 plus 13. So you since you rolled a 6, that's 19 points. Uh-huh. A good, good heal for Fonta, yeah, that then. that was good. Probably the best thing. 
So while Fanta flinches, uh, you do a, a quick uh, battlefield medic maneuver and you heal Fanta for 19 hit points, which is nothing to sneeze at. Hang in there. Don't let him make us a chicken nugget. That'll take us back up to the top with Mooney. Let's have Grand Bull go first here. Grand Bull is just growling at Tufus and... And it's going to go to get Tufus with a Thunderfang. 18 total will hit. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Double ones on those D8s. Oh, no. That's... You hate to see it. Been there. Eight points of super effective electric damage, and Tufus barely seems to notice. Ha. <laughs> as he is quite the thick little gator. That's the Gramble. Next up is the Stantler, who is gonna just turn around and face this Tauros and you know stamp one of its hooves and go to just charge right at him with a takedown. Mm. Like they do out in the wild. That is 17. That hits. 16 points of normal damage. Nice. They hitting hard. Really? As the Stantler does take a little bit of recoil damage just as it, you know, gets as much of a charge going as it can in this small space, but locks its antlers with Tauros's horns and they're pushing back and forth on each other now. It is then the Zatu's turn who is going to look over at Fanta and see that even though he's healed, try to hit him with another air slash. Back off, dude. 25 total. Okay. 16, double two, 32 Ooh. points of flying damage. Well, good thing I healed. Fonta's still up. Good thing. It's a good thing I healed. Good thing I healed. Ooh, it was a, was a good Glad we had a vitamin. That is Mooney's turn then. Luca's up. He's just going to keep on going after that, especially now that the Gramble is unfrozen. They are just locked onto each other, uh, biting each other, trying to freeze and electrocute each other. Uh, so he's going to keep on with his ice fang. 21 will hit the Grand Bull. 11 points of ice damage to the Grand Bull as it is not looking good. And that is Lucas' turn. Ricky Jones, you're up. Come on now, Ricky. Yeah, let's go. Come on, McCoy. Go ahead and low kick that. Don't let him get to you. Go ahead. Get that Stanler. For a 26 to hit. 26 will hit. Modified. For eight damage only. I rolled a one on the damage die. Doubled. Eight damage, doubled to 16 points of damage. The Stantler is barely hanging on. It is looking rough. But that is your turn then, Ricky Jones. Pearl, you're up. We are double kicking this Stantler. Nice. Oh, hallelujah. All right, 37 and 38 to hit. 37 and 38? What? Oh, I'm sorry. It was a 17 and 18. Oh. <laughs> what? What? Whoa. You know, we're what? scaring them today, folks. Both will hit. Okay. And with the two kicks, decidedly KO the Stanley. You don't need, I like, need to know. Go, go ahead and roll it, but they will KO the Stanley. 16 and then the, 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 10. 26, double to 52. Yeah. That'll do. Yeah, it KOs the Stanley. <laughs> Fanta's on two health, so that felt good. Nice. Dang. Hot diggity dang. The Stantler goes down. Go back to the North Pole. And Mooney does not send out another Pokemon. Ooh, okay, okay. As things are looking pretty dire for him right now, but it is his turn. Mooney is going to consider his options for a moment. As you look at him, you can see that he's like kind of eyeing the door. He's, He's looking at his options and everything, but he's holding on for now as he says, all right, then, Grand Bull, Thunderfang that chicken. Are you kidding me? 
Natural one. Natural one for that thunder fang. Carl sees this, right? Does Pearl pick up on this? Yeah. Ho, 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 Mooney. We may not be as slick a dressers or as sly as you, but guess what? You're not getting out of here. He just makes the meanest eyes at you. Uh, these piercing pale blue, just icy, icy blue eyes just stare you down as you say that. See, the fact is, I've seen many a rough tumble fight, and I'm quite common to a good rumble. So we have got the place surrounded. Should we like to bluff and maybe intimidate him? Ooh, Ooh. okay. See, the Marigold Riders isn't just the three of us. It's for anyone who stands for goodness and truth. And you know, just some good earned beans. So it wasn't too hard to call on a few friends. Ooh, okay, go ahead and make a deception check. Could I help with this? Yeah, I, I will say this is with advantage, yeah. I'll add in. That's right, Mooney. I done gathered it. We done gathered everyone that you stole from. So there's a, a whole range of people out there looking for you. Yeah. It's only a 13. A 13? With advantage? Yeah, it was pretty roll. You see him start sweating a little bit. As he, he's, he rolled pretty low just then. Uh, and he starts darting around even more, you know, seeing that you all have, as, as it's standing, the hallways that you kind of see around here, you know, coming from the bedroom, y'all are kind of blocking that. And there's a bunch of Pokemon between him and what looks like the other door on the other side of the room that seems like it has a hallway that might lead somewhere. Okay. Looking rough. Looking rough out there. Okay. All right. Cool. Getting in his head. That feels good. With that, I'll say that the Gramble that went to go bite at Fanta, with that natural one, I think that Fanta kicked it out of the way, and the Gramble's, like, prone for a second. But then uh, the Zatu completely keeping its calm and having an awareness and not seeming to fall for the bluff. Dang, okay, burn. <laughs> goes and looks at the Combuskin next to you and lets out another air slash. It's a 17 to hit. Yeah. That's going to be 16 points of flying damage. Pearl, in effort of trying to keep her bluff going, tries not to react in her normal way when one of her team faints. Mm -hmm. And so she just, like, found a face and she closed mouth screams. <laughs> and just tries to keep it, you know, like, she, like, it's just, you know, another war ball here. But I like to know that Fonta knows. So that is Mooney's turn then. It's then Luca and Tufus is just instinctually continuing to just true predator, just run after this Gramble, especially now that it has been knocked prone by Fanta. Just go to leap onto it and gets advantage because he's prone. We'll just chomp down on him with a good chunk of damage. Uh, the Gramble seems to just barely be hanging on as uh, Tufus has got it in his grip. But that is Luca's turn, Ricky Jones. All right, everyone, let's go ahead and finish this up. The beans are getting cold. Rosetta, mm -hmm. fire. And I'm going to have Rosetta do fire blast again. Ooh, okay. Uh, on on the Gramble and the, the Zatsu, so they both need to make dexterity saving throws. That's a seven for the Gramble, who has just rolled the worst. <laughs> really, truly. For this whole thing. I've never seen anybody be that bad with a fight. But that is a 19 for the Zatu. Okay, the Zatu passes. The Gramble fails and is burned, but that would be, the total is going to be uh, 38 plus 5, which is 16 plus 5, 21 damage, and then half for the Zatu. With that, uh, as Tufus has almost like got the Gramble pinned, holding it in place, uh, so the Fire Blast 
absolutely finds purchase. The Gramble is KO'd. Nice. Yeah. And the Zatu looks a little singed, but otherwise unfazed. Stone cold. Stone cold. We almost got this group. Let's 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 keep it going. Let's finish it quick. Pearl, you're up. I don't know if this is allowed, but I don't want to use Sealy right now as a battle, and I do have to pull somebody out. Uh, but I was wondering if I could release Sealy and Coconut. Each of them would just have like one, like it would still be the same amount of action economy, like that it was. Yeah, well, so Sealy has non-combatant scarf. That's kind of you know she's just a travel companion right now. Uh huh. But I was thinking if I could use Coconut this round, I would, and I would like. Sealy to just be released and post up right by that other door. Yeah, I think that's fine. As, as long as she's not like actively participating no, in like the battle battle. The yeah. She just would go out there and just kind of give Mooney a wink ding, and tip her sheriff, like, you know, her little cowgirl hat uh-huh. and just stand out by the door. Solid. Yeah. Yeah, you could do that. The other door that's not the one we locked. And then uh, Coco will do a Thundershock. Roll to hit. 20... Unnatural. We'll hit. Oh, holla. 15. 15. Wow. Doubled to 30 points. Yes. Super effective electric damage to the Zatu. Yes. As that was not great for it. (laughs) A big, big chunky hit. Oofa doofa. That takes us back up to the top. Mooney. Surveying the field and seeing that he is vastly outnumbered at the moment. This this battle has uh, not gone the way that he anticipated. And even worse, his newly reupholstered furniture is a shambles at this point. (laughs) So he he looks around as the Zatu actually backs up closer to him. He says, well, I would say that it's a pleasure, but I would be lying. Don't worry, though. I will be sure to see you all again very soon. Zatu. No. No, no. Teleport. No! He and the Zatu blink out of the living room. You do not see them. Dang. What? What the? Sealy? Teleport! (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean it! That's how it works, right? We just say it, we go places? What? What just happened? Uh. She sits on the coffee-stained couch. Pearl. Luca, Pearl, we, we, well, I don't know where he went, but we ought to get back to the herd and make sure they're okay, just in case. <gasps> yes! And she starts running. Okay, so as you are running back toward the caverns, the closet door is locked. I hop on top of baloney <laughs> and I rock smash <laughs> through the door. <laughs> yeah. I don't think the baloney needs to uh, <laughs> to make that strength check. It's a wooden door. Gosh, it was gorgeous to see too. And Pearl's just like, ha ha, take that crates and doors. But so you all rush down to the caverns and as you are going, you do not see any sign of Mooney down there. I pick up little Oddish. You pick up the you pick up the odd rider who was just like watching that that whole time. You notice that your, your clothes all do smell a, a little bit sweeter uh, as it was like, sweet scent? Is this anything? <laughs> During the fight? Needs a sweet little trainer. Does, does this help? Yeah. Aww. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I mean, su- sweet scent, is that, is that anything? <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. That's right. I'm just, I'm just a sweet little oddish. <laughs> but see you all go down there and you do not see any sign of Mooney as you enter the caverns down there. <sighs> okay. Well, I mean... 
I guess mission accomplished a little bit. I mean, we, we set out to find the herd and everyone's Pokemon, and here they are. Free to go home, but... A little unsettling, but I think let's get these guys home. Do you all think that that's how he got the Pokemon out here? Yeah. Wait, what? Wait, what? They're stuck? What? You say, tra- hey guys! And she just motions to the herd. Teleport! <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't get it! No, I believe. Where is this in the Pokedex? And she starts to look. <laughs> I believe what uh, Luca's trying to say is that that teleported is how, how they disappeared. Remember when we were tracking over by Marigold Ranch, they'd, we tracked them for a little bit and then the tracks just disappeared. They, oh, yeah. He done teleported them. Huh. Interesting. Interesting. But, like, if he was teleporting, that's a powerful teleport if he was taking a whole herd somewhere. That's... Yeah. The aura reader only read for the Meowth, right? I think that you were a bit preoccupied. Maybe you didn't notice or didn't fully register with you at the time. Also, I, Jonah, forgot to say it out loud. Uh, (laughs) But there was also... (laughs) Sure, sure, sure. Fairness, fairness, you know? Um, But there was also shadow energy coming off of the Zatu. Right. I will relay that. Maybe Team Nasty is somehow getting on that level too. Wait a second, Luca. Yeah, what? That makes actually a lot of sense because when I think about what we saw at the professors with their video camera and how they just like straight up appeared. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was exactly like that. The guy with the, um, what was it? Was it uh, Alakazam? Was that the one? Uh, yeah, sure. But he uh, just like teleported in there. Yeah, it's exactly so like that. I think oh. they have something like that. Which makes sense why they're always around. And she starts circling at the cameras and pointing, teleport to you, teleport to that, <laughs> teleport. I'm coming, I'm coming. And she goes to the crate and just does another little nink. Oh, the tunnel. Oh, let's look. And there's like a one, 180 flip. <laughs> Hold on, guys, one second. After like her little, you know, her amazing pro bark gets stuck in the crate just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on one second, and, she, and and I like to imagine she, she she got it stuck, so her feet were dangling, and she has to drop down. <laughs> Can I check out the tiny tunnel? Pearl, as you all are trying to figure out answers, and and some things are coming to you, and some things are are still eluding you all. You are for certain that Angel Mooney is nowhere to be found down here. But you do have the cattle, this crate full of snag balls, and looks like everybody's going to be able to go home. But that's where we'll stop this episode.
Hey, Daniel here from the Happy Go Lucky Podcast. The show you've just been listening to is part of the new and upcoming Podicon Go Podcasting Network. What is Podicon Go, you ask? We're a group of independent creators that are committed to creating, distributing, and supporting content that is clean, fun, and appropriate for all ages. Thank you for listening. Be sure to hit subscribe and show your love for this show with a five-star review. Every time you do, you're helping to support family-friendly content for everyone to enjoy. Thank you for listening to Postcards from Poa and Chris Campy Jr.